Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Ah, my hamstring. Woo, after that kick, you know, just hurts. That hamstring. Those poor Cincinnati Bengals fans. Welcome to Project Sports. My name's Tim Doyle. Boy, do we have a lot of storylines to get to today here at Project Sports. You got Brady, Patriots, Cam Newton, Joe Burrow. Many things happen around the entire NFL. We're going to break it down. We're going to let you know what's going on. All the results are in for my week one picks. And man, I did a pretty decent job for week one. Uh, I've been told by one of my friends that week one is the hardest one to predict, which I agree. And I think 2020, you know, with everything that's going on, no preseason, that, you know, the picks can be pretty hard. But I hit on 62%. 10 of 16 of the games, I got right. Some of the other ones I didn't get right, it is what it is. We'll figure it out down the road. We'll try to make the best picks we can here at Project Sports. I guess we can just go right in and start talking about Brady, Drew Brees, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. Um, I pretty I pretty much predicted this game that the Saints would win, the reasons why they would win, and that it was going to happen. Now, a lot of people are still extremely overreacting, as I see everywhere on social media and on Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. I am, I'm also a part of a, a large groups of Patriots fan, Patriot fan nation stuff, and uh, complete overreactions saying that Belichick, because he got one victory one week and and Brady got a victory, you know, this past uh, loss this past week, that, you know, this this is it. I've already I've already heard it. You know, I've already heard it. It's Belichick, man, he was the he was the reason the whole time. Are you are, are you kidding me? Uh, really already after week one? Come on, week one, people, relax. You know, like Aaron Rodgers says, relax. It's week one. Belichick. He got the win. Brady got the loss. This is going to be fun as we go week to week, seeing people's reactions. It's going to be great. And I told you exactly what was going to happen here at Project Sports. I told you. I let you know what was going to happen. That the continuity was going to be outplayed by Drew Brees and the Saints. You know, they got, you know the Saints, they've had the same QB and coach for years. This is like if Drew Brees left, went to a bad team, and tried to go up against Brady and the Patriots. You understand that they're going to lose, right? This was no surprise, yet there are so many people out there who are deciding that, well, oh, Brady's lost it. Now, you know, you know Belichick's the real, the real hero in the Patriots organization. You've got to be kidding me. It's week one. We don't know. I don't have the answer to that question yet, but I love how crazy everyone is about it. And it's going to go back and forth next week. It could go the complete other way where we could have Brady win and the Patriots lose. And that's also going to be a great storyline because week to week, you guys will go crazy. You, the fans, the fans of the NFL, you will look into everything way too much. But here I'm trying to tell you, be patient, wait for the entire season to go through and we'll see where we're at. Because to be honest, neither of those teams are going to be the two Two top teams in the league anyway, I don't think. Right now, based on projections of how I saw in week one, they're not the best teams, the Bucks or the Patriots. So we will see. So let's talk about Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to jump into this real quick because that was a uh, an excellent fourth quarter comeback. 
and a six it was a, about a 60 second drive at the end of that game and Burrow was making some great plays running the offense nice and smooth he had a decent game he overthrew uh AJ Green on a, a, a down the field for a touchdown but again there are a lot of quarterbacks that were doing that in the league this year uh week one you know he wasn't the only one doing something like that and we have to rem- remind ourselves you know this kid has gotten you know barely any reps with the team comparative to what he probably would have during a normal season. It's actually quite unbelievable what Joe Burrow just did on the Sunday night and the Bengals in general, what they put together and put out there. They lost the the hamstring that I was making fun of in the intro, you know, the kicker, and supposedly he grabbed the wrong one. But, I mean, it could have been his opposite leg that he also pulled as well, so I'm not really sure. But I, I, didn't, I didn't run it back after that, but I could not believe that he missed that kick. During that time, I, I was rooting. I saw, you know, I saw the Cincinnati Bengals struggling out there, but it just it kind of got that Cincinnati Bengals ending that you normally do. Now, don't get me wrong here. Joe Burrow didn't have the greatest game in the world as far as a rookie start. You know, uh, he, he had a 63% completion rating, threw for 193 yards, didn't throw any touchdowns. He threw one interception, uh, 23 completions. I mean, it wasn't the greatest game at all by either quarterback on both sides. I mean, the game was 16 to 13 and the Chargers pretty much won just on the field goal at the end. The defense played better than the offense, but you know, I expected this around the NFL and we, we kind of got that. We got some low scoring games. The defense has played better because the offenses don't have a lot of time to get ready for the season. They did not have a lot of time and you know, it, it's understandable, but my, my main takeaway was at the end of the game that Joe Burrow was calm, cool, under pressure got down the field, and was made plays. It's a good start. It's something to keep an eye on. I mean, he has a first-round draft pick, first overall in the entire draft. So this is this is a marquee guy that we're going to be looking at all year and break it down to see if he was worth that number one pick, just like people did with Mitch Trubisky. And now a lot of people are making fun of him because Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were taken after him. So under a lot of scrutiny. Same thing with Joe Burrow. We're all going to be looking at him all year long, seeing what he can do for his franchise. So as we look around the league, you got the Chiefs with the win again. Buffalo Bills came out, played a decent game, but the Jets were really, really poor. So even 27-17, I was kind of expecting a little bit more from the Bills. They probably should have crushed the Jets in the end. Uh, the Packers, that was that was uh, surprising. A lot of people were down on Aaron Rodgers. He threw for a lot of fantasy points, got a ton of, ton of big numbers, big stats. They threw down 43 points in that game. Packers played well. Uh, the Washington football team, that is the big one, that they beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27-17, to a game I did not pick correctly. But that was a great game. It was wonderful to see. I thought that they played extremely well. The Ravens and Browns, Lamar Jackson, that ship is running just as smooth as it was last year. People are not figuring it out. They can't slow down Lamar. It is what it is. So that's my take a little bit from around the league. And we're going to jump into the Saints and Bucks and the Patriots. Uh, so Saints and Bucks. Tom Brady went down the field on the first drive, scored a touchdown. Classic Brady calls his own number on the goal line. There he is, QB sneak. He comes up out of, off, off the ground, spikes the ball, has his teammates around him. You're thinking, whoa, I've seen that before as a Patriots fan. And the rest of the NFL, you're, you're looking at it like, oh, oh, man, this is going to be scary. And then... Things kind of develop into something different as the game goes on. Everything settles down. The defenses start to play a little bit better, and things change. You really saw the chemistry 
not really go full force with the Buccaneers. And that's what I said that was going to kill the vibe of the Buccaneers. And they're going to take time to get good. Uh, but not only that, Drew Brees did, he didn't even play the greatest game. He just made some good plays at the, at the right time. Also, a few things on the Buccaneers where they made stupid decisions and they benefited, the Saints benefited from it greatly. And unless the picks were coming off a wide receiver's hands, which they weren't, that means they're Brady's fault. Brady made, made some bad decisions in this game. But what did not help is the offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was atrocious. The offensive line play was so bad that I think if they continue to play like this for the rest of the year, you can call this season a wrap for the Buccaneers. They need to improve, and they need to improve quickly. All in all, I take away from this is that the Buccaneers can improve and get better with time as long as that offensive line comes together, the continuity of the wide receivers. Gronkowski honestly looked like a shell of himself. He didn't really look like the Gronkowski we all know. I'm not really sure if we're ever going to see the old Gronkowski, and I'm not even sure if we're going to see this the pass-catching guy that he once was. I think you're going to see him in a lot of pass blocking, and they're going to realize who he is as a player, and then that's it. He looked, he looked pretty bad himself. But I won't be surprised if Brady and the Buccaneers come back this next week and they troll house and they, they destroy whoever's in front of them. They go back to work this week during the work week and they just kill it. And I would not be surprised at all. And now we're going to talk about the New England Patriots. It was a great first game, great tune-up. We got to see who the New England Patriots could be potentially and, and what style of offense they're going to run, how Bill was going to run the offense with Cam Newton to see if Cam Newton would look good in the running game and also be able to throw some passes. And I will tell you as a Patriots fan, I am thoroughly impressed with what I saw. I am I'm not too high. I'm not too low. I'm just impressed. I'm excited for the season, and it's not going to be a wash. That's for sure. If Cam Newton is healthy for the remainder of the season, they're going to be a good team. They're not going to be an upper top four team in the league, but they will be in that top 10. I also like what I saw from the defense. The defense played very well. They had three picks in the game. It was very impressive. But that's classic Bill Belichick with the way the entire team was functioned and worked. And to see it out on the field, see Cam run, it was very exciting. I'm in a group chat with all my buddies. We're all raving about it. It was great to see. I was curious to see the throws over the middle to Edelman. They were great. Uh, his throws to Nikhil Harry, they were great. He threw the ball very well, and he also rushed when he needed to. He did run an awful lot in this game. I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain that much running over the course of the season. But as far as what he could do with what he had, at least going against bad teams, you're going to be pretty successful. And as long as you keep the Patriot way in football, do your job, you're going to win some football games for sure. Uh, we can get to Nikhil Harry. I know a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on this guy. Nikhil Harry is not a second-round pick or a third-round pick. He is a first-round pick. And at this point, it's really starting to make me angry because a person like this should be making an impact in his second year right off the bat, first game of the season. And, I, I you know, it's not really that I'm not rooting for Nikhil Harry because I am. I want him to get better. He's a patriot already. We're stuck with what we have. But... I am upset with Belichick for drafting him this early. He was not worth it. There were other wide receivers in that class that should have been picked over him. And I'm frustrated that, you know, time and time again, that we get these skilled players in the first, second, and third round that are just never pan out. 
and they're terrible. And they're just frustrating because they're not worth the value where Bill picks them. And we have to hold Bill accountable to that. Can you let someone else pick? Please let, you know, and if there are people that are picking, make some executive decisions over them because they're not doing a good job. With all that said, at the same time, I want the best for Nikhil Harry. I hope he improves. I hope he does well. He was having a great game up until that fumble out of the end zone. But that was huge. That was a big moment in the game. It swung the momentum. Those are big points in your career early on that are going to impact how much playing time you actually get because you're going to either get traded or Bill's going to put on someone who can at least run around just as good as you because if you're going to make dumb plays on the Patriots, they're going to put you on the bench. That's just how it works. Even worse, you know, they might just let you go and they'll make trades to get someone else or they'll just roll with what they have or they'll go to a local supermarket and just pick someone up. You know, that's just the way they work. Yeah, you play rugby. You have a catch a ball before. All right, go for it. Get on the field, guy. That's crazy. You haven't deflated a football before. Won't you come work for us? But all in all, the Patriots had a good week one. The Buccaneers didn't. It's Bill one, Buccaneers zero. And that's what it's going to be like all year with people. They're going to make assumptions based off what they see from week to week. And I'm all for it because it makes drama. And this is what we've been waiting for. The entire season is going to be exciting to see what happens with both teams and also everyone else around the league. And before we wrap up this episode, I'll get into a little bit of fantasy football here. Uh, I went up against my, my friend, Nick, and he he beat me pretty handily. Uh, I got 108. He got 147. I had Deck Prescott going against Matt Ryan. That was not a good pick this week. I had Aaron Rodgers on my bench with 49 points. Man, kicking myself on that matchup. Division games are tough. Division games are always tough, people. Always tough. And then our RB1s, he had Dalvin Cook. I had Christian McCaffrey. Uh, RB2s is Carson versus uh, Johnson for Houston. And then uh, Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins. I got him on that one. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom half is kicker got 14 points. You know, sometimes the kicker just gets you, you know. But he crushed me at tight end. He had uh, Mark Andrews for Baltimore had 21 points, two touchdowns. And Ingram for the Giants gave me .9 with two receptions and nine yards. Yeah, so stinkers this week was pretty much just Aaron Rodgers on my bench. Uh, probably should have started him, but, you know, four touchdowns, what can you do? You know, they were saying bad things about Rodgers. He didn't have the great offense. I went with what, you know, they were saying. So they, the ominous they. But Dak Prescott had a, he had an all right game, 266 yards and a touchdown. He had 18 points. Actually, that's pretty crappy. You know, I just can't live with that. But yeah, in our league, uh, it's a keeper league, two-year league. And, you know, the projections came out. Something funny happened today. We actually had a guy who was ranked at the ninth spot, and the other guy uh, was ranked at the tenth spot. He actually beat the number 10. So it was actually 9 versus 10 in that matchup for as far as the uh, final standing projections that ESPN does for the, their fantasy trends. And he beat the number 9, beat number 10. But then when the week one fantasy points came out, in number 10 lost the matchup, and he was put to number 8. And the kid who won was at nine and stayed at nine. I mean, come on, ESPN. What is this? It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. But well-deserved for the kid who beat me, actually, and posted 147 on that week. He actually got boosted up to the, the number one spot. And uh, the other person who was at the number one spot only dropped to the third spot. They just swapped spots. But as I always say, projections are something. But they also mean nothing. 
Make your own projections of what you think is going to happen and who you should have on your roster. Hit the waiver wire this week. Make sure you're picking players that performed well and taking off bench players who didn't get to play that much. Week one, week two, week three, week four. First four weeks of the season, watch that waiver wire. It's the most important thing in the season, especially if one of your top players go down. Always remember to watch that waiver wire. It is useful through the entire season, but you can make big changes to your team early on. You see which running backs are going to be played, which ones get hurt early, especially in 2020 with everything that's going on and the lack of preparation these guys have. You need to pay attention to the waiver wire. So that's my takeaway for this week in fantasy football. Listen, this is all the time we have here at Project Sports. I thank you so much for all the plays, clicks, follows, subscribes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you guys for supporting the show from the bottom of my heart. Keep on listening. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from my friends saying different things to me. Hey, good job on this. You need to work on this. I appreciate all the feedback. And please tell your friends about the show. If you guys also want to come on the show, just message me. I'll try to get you on. Get yourself a microphone. We get on here and talk some sports, have a little bit of debate. And I will be back here on Wednesday night with predictions on week two in the NFL and any other things that are happening in sports. We're going to break it down here on Project Sports. Thanks for listening.